Welcome to Short Course, episode 27, for August 3rd, 2018. I'm your host, Ben Barry. I'm at a really interesting spot in my training cycle right now because I'm at the end of three weeks in a row of live fire practice, which is usually, it's pretty unusual. My, my average schedule throughout the last year, two years, something like that, has been in a given month, I'll have two practice sessions and two matches on the, the four weekends of the month. And because I shot IPSC Nationals on a Saturday and then went to practice that Sunday right after, this is actually the third week in a row where I've just gotten to go to the range, set up, practice. And so I thought it was an interesting time to talk about practice, sort of what I've learned recently, what I found is working, what is interesting to me, where I'm making progress, and what I can share from the last three weeks and, and sort of the culmination of, of live fire leading up to this. After this, I'll go into two weeks of matches, the two club matches a month that I normally shoot, and then I'll have two more weeks back-to-back of practice, and then it'll be two those two club matches again, first and second weekend, and then the week after that is the North Carolina section. So it's about a month and a half out, which I'm not really training specifically towards that. My mindset is aimed on a sort of further timeline, aiming towards nationals, which is at the end of October, which is basically three months away at this point. And so that's informing my mindset and sort of what I'm training for, because I'm not just, I'm not just going to practice and trying to get good at everything today. Because, I mean, when you put it like that, it's pretty obviously self-defeating. And so that's not the goal. I'm looking at this as a cycle. You know, I've got sort of this arc and I'm where I am today and I have a chance to be better at a few things, noticeably better at a few things by the time October rolls around. But, you know, I'm not going to get 20% better as a shooter. It's that where I am in my skill development and my position on the diminishing returns curve that's not going to happen. Now, I probably can be more consistent and be able to deliver more of what I can do in practice on match day. And that's probably where most of the gains are going to come from, not from necessarily raw speed, but from that consistency. But we'll get into that some more later. What I think is interesting or surprising, certainly nobody ever told me this when I was coming up as a shooter is in my experience, my practice is always changing. I I can't really say that there's hardly anything that I've done in my practice every session consistently for more than a couple of months, whether it's the way I'm formatting practice or the way I'm setting things, setting up the targets or almost any, any piece of it. It's, it's always changing. I might be doing more reps on fewer drills I might be running longer drills, you know, trying to prepare more for shooting stages and matches, but it's almost always in flux. In particular, you know, from one practice session to another, at least in my experience, I never do exactly the same thing twice. And I like to think that that's a sign of constant improvement, that that's a sign of I'm, I'm always learning, I'm always tweaking the practice itself. You know, if you think of your shooting as a skill that you're always tweaking and improving, one layer removed from that is the practice itself and improving the practice of practice, you could call it. And so I I am always looking for opportunities to be better at getting better, to be better at practicing. And so I'm always tweaking things 
the other thing that, that I've definitely learned is almost every technique or strategy or method of learning or exercise or drill eventually hits a natural limit. And if you think of it as, you know, trying to hone the edge of a knife, anyone who's ever, you know, sharpened a knife, you know, that you, you kind of have to sharpen both sides of the knife relatively equally, or the blade ends up kind of curved over to one side. And so you have to kind of hone, well, honing and sharpening are different, but you have to sharpen and hone from in relatively equal ratios. And so if you look at any one drill as being, you know, a sharpening stone that sharpens one side of the knife, then at some point you have to sharpen the other side and, and get the get the edge straight. And so to me, the idea that, you know, any one drill is complete or perfect, or, you know, if you can just do, you know, this over and over again, every, every time you go to practice, work on this one thing, I certainly, I have not found that to be effective or true in my experience. And so that's part of the, the reason that I'm also always changing and, and trying different drills and drills in different mixes and similar variations, you know, subtle variations on one drill or trying, you know, radically different drills, do 300 rounds on one thing and 200 rounds on something else, completely different, always tweaking those kinds of things. In particular, for my practice right now, in the last three weeks since coming home from IPSC Nationals, I think where I've made the most progress, and again, this goes back to the idea of looking at my practice as existing in a cycle, as being a part of a, a schedule or a plan, is not trying to go into it with certain expectations. My attitude, especially over the last three practice sessions, has been just trying to get a baseline and and diagnose where I'm at. And so I've been doing a lot of real back to basics type stuff. I mean, I would say 80% of the practice I've done in the last three weeks, live fire and dry fire has been on El Prez style arrays. So, you know, three targets spaced far enough apart that, that you have to transition a little bit between them, but transition, you know, it isn't a transition drill. It's not, they're not hard transitions. You just have to move the gun between the targets and really just getting a baseline of drawing the gun, shooting rapidly between targets, transitions, shot calling, reloads, and just getting a, a real baseline of those things and really setting aside all expectations. So, you know, not trying to hit some theoretical goal time that, you know, in my head, a GM should be able to shoot. And I'm sure those times are, I, I mean, I own books that have those times in them, but I haven't really been looking at them because while that's something to work forward to, Right now, my goal is sort of, I'm in that, that baseline setting mode. The other thing that, that I'm trying to do is work on consistency, and in particular, consistency in the span of doing multiple runs of a single drill. And this is something I've talked about on the podcast before, but it's something that I have really kind of always struggled with, and that's, I can, usually on a drill, I can shoot the first rep pretty well. You know, I would say 90, 95% of, of my, you know, theoretical max or whatever. Although as I get better, I find there's more, I can actually, my first rep that sort of is almost feels effortless is maybe more like 80%, which is interesting. I, I'm sort of able to tap into more skill after that first run, but the general pattern is after that first run, then I sort of feel like I've got, I've got one in the bag, I've got it safe. And so I can just, you know, ratchet up the speed. And I don't have to 
I don't know. It's like I don't have to to worry about the consequences. It's like I, I know I can do that one, and so let's go for broke. And I never really, I never consciously make that decision. And a lot of times, what's happening is the first run goes so well, and I feel like I did it with sort of without focusing too much. That then I try and repeat that, and what I end up doing is just having a completely blank mind. Buzzer goes off. I get a ham sandwich for a grip, and then it's all downhill from there. And so a lot of my practice actually has been focusing around just getting the grip right out of the holster. That's actually, I found that to be very, very helpful to me in my practice and, and in particular fixing a lot of my inconsistency because I tend to want to, right before the buzzer, I'm thinking about the previous run and I'm not thinking about the upcoming run. And so when the buzzer does go off, I kind of have this mind wipe and I'm like, oh crap, what am I doing? Yeah, grab the gun, shoot. And so the second run goes bad, that starts a downward spiral very, very not good, very unproductive practice sessions go that way. And so instead, like I said, my practice has been focusing around consistency and shooting sort of baseline drills and not, not really chasing any particular standard times, but setting up a drill and shooting it once and then saying, okay, that's, that's what I can do. That's, that was a pretty good run, you know, get a, something that I feel like for me is a, is a good baseline. If it's not on the first run, I want to get it on the second. I'm not trying to, you know, spend a lot of time laying down a baseline run because then that that kind of defeats the purpose. But on that first or second run, get a baseline and then shoot five or six runs total that are all about the same. None. The goal is not to try and beat that previous run by 10% or 20% or, you know, start shaving tenths on the draw, but just keep doing exactly that same thing over and over again. And that might seem kind of counterproductive, but it isn't. And what I found is that's for two reasons. The first is just that fundamentally being able to consistently deliver decent performance is actually a useful skill. I think not not trying to go for broke on every run or even really any runs, but just being able to confidently step up and deliver and know with confidence that you can deliver a solid run on this, I think that that wins matches, especially long matches. And so I'm trying to build that and become comfortable with the idea that the first run isn't lucky. I, I you know, this is a formula and I just plug the formula in and, and I can run it and I can just, you know, make this drill happen. I can just make this performance happen on demand, on demand performance. That's the goal. The second thing is, in my experience, just doing the same thing you know, doing multiple runs on a, on a drill with relatively the same level of intensity as you get more familiar with it, as it becomes more comfortable, you will actually speed up. And what was really cool was when I was doing the classes, I also saw this in class where I would set up a drill and a student would run the drill and they'd have a a decent time. And I would say, that's exactly where you want to be. Don't try and dial it up at all. Don't try and speed up at all. Just shoot that the same way you just did. And then they would, and then they'd be three-tenths faster. Not because they tried to go harder, but just because they were doing something fundamentally different, fundamentally unfamiliar. And anytime you do something different for the first time, it's going to feel a little foreign. It's going to feel a little weird. And so you're always going to be a little bit hesitant. It's not going to feel fluent or familiar. And that's okay. That's the way that the, that improvement works. And just so getting used to that feeling of not having to push for speed, but just becoming more familiar with 
what it feels like. Getting the baseline, slowly picking up tense here and there, not by trying to push speed, but just as you as it becomes more fluid, and then really trying to observe and note that feeling of speed and fluidity and, and reduced hesitation, and then coming to make that, you know, remember that, make that memorable. And all of this within this constraint that every run counts. There, there are no throwaway runs. I actually have started, if I occasionally I'll have that feeling when I go to hit the start button on the timer and some nonverbal part in the back of my head just goes, oh crap, you're not ready. And so I've gotten used to that feeling of letting that buzzer go, recognizing that feeling of not being ready, and then making sure to prepare myself for that next run. Not just, you know, up, oh, buzzer went off, you know, grab the gun and, and see what happens. Because I do think, at least for me, having those those negative runs in the middle of an otherwise decent practice session definitely has a negative impact on on my mindset. And I tie it back to the way I look at matches, which is that generally speaking, a good match is one that is unremarkable. It's one where you get to the end and you're like, wow, really? We're on the last stage already? And you have to almost work through in your head of all the stages that you've already shot. By contrast, a bad match is one where you can think, oh yeah, okay, the first stage, uh, my hands are slippery. The second stage, I slipped on those rocks. On the third stage, oh yeah, that's the one I tagged the no-shoot. When you have specific memories of each stage, that's usually a sign that they went poorly. When they kind of all blur together in your mind, that's a sign that they went pretty well. So when you have a series of runs that are going well in practice, they tend to blur together. They tend to be unremarkable. And you want to let that take root and germinate and not be wiped out by a bad run that comes in and you're thinking about, oh, God, I missed that, I missed this, I missed that. That's that's a problem that I was having that I'm, I'm trying to fix. And so let, just letting the buzzer go when I know I'm not ready has been has been helpful. And ultimately, I take inspiration for all of this from something that Ben Steger said when I took his class last year in 2017, which was the year that I was really bad about this, where I would, you know, the first run would go okay, and then I would just go crazy and just be throwing bad shots everywhere. And he gave me a little, you know, way to think about it, which I don't know if this is true for everyone, but it certainly was helpful to me, which is you are only as good as your worst run. So if you shoot four good ones and completely stink it up with the fifth one, the fifth one is your real skill level. This isn't about setting high scores. This is about consistently not making mistakes. He, he didn't say all that. He just said the you are only as good as your worst run part. But that's that's what I try and, and really set the expectation of in my head. Something else that I have sort of taken to the next level in the last three weeks that I've been playing around with is, is how to document practice and how to take what you learn during practice and really make it permanent, transfer it to long-term memory, turn it into some kind of durable form that you can think back on and refer back to, and not just think that because you were able to do something a couple of times in practice, now that's your new baseline. To me, it's the goal is to be able to sort of summon that on demand, even when I haven't done it. Because when you think about going to a big match, you will not have recently gotten to shoot whatever challenge it is. You're you're drawing whatever you're drawing from at a match from long-term memory, from thinking about how you shot a stage like this six months ago at some club and that it, here's what you did and this is what worked. That kind of long-term memory is, is what you need to be able to call on and then in some way initiate the right techniques based on cues from long-term memory. And so 
how do you take what you learned in practice and turn it into some kind of durable form? And obviously for me, the straightforward answer was just take a lot of notes, take all the notes. There was a time when I would, I literally experimented for maybe a month, but I experimented with every split on every drill, I would write it down. And so I would have these notebooks that are just, it's, it's a grid where every line is one rep and it's draw, split, 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 reload, split, 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 something like that. It was a lot of data and I never went back and looked at it. And it was really tedious to record while I was shooting. And ultimately what I found is, at least for me, trying to write things down during practice while I was shooting in between reps was distracting in the sense that it sort of broke me out of the flow, but it also tempted me to make judgments too early. It wasn't easy to write something down where now when I'm at practice, I'll think, hmm, that was kind of funny. And I don't know, you know, if I try and write it down, I don't know what I would really say, but I just kind of observe it and say, hmm, that, okay, grip felt kind of different that time. I don't know if it's good or it's bad. And then I do another rep and I'm like, hmm, it happened again. And then I do a couple more reps and it might be six, eight, 10, 20 reps later. It might not be till the end of the practice session that I realize what was different and, and the light bulb comes on. And so when I was trying to write notes in the moment and diagnose everything, it just, I, I didn't have enough data to make conclusions. And so I was writing down all these basically half-baked theories about, uh, grip came out kind of funny and here's what I think caused it. And it, it, it wasn't any good. And I just, I didn't go back and, and view the data. I didn't review it. And by the same token, I played around in different forms with how to video practice, whether to, you know, set the camera up and just leave it running the whole time and then edit it later. And certainly that was the easiest thing to do from a on the range perspective, trying to reduce the amount of distraction on the range. But I found that it just made literally hours of work to go back and rewatch video, most of which was highly repetitive. And each, each rep did not really have that much information unless I went over and narrated something to the camera, which then gets us back to the making premature judgments problem of, of writing too much stuff down. And so current state, you know, summer 2018 snapshot in time is what I'm doing is I have a series of drills, just standards drills that I run first thing cold at every session. And I write those down. I write down those cold scores and then I run them again at the end and write the scores warmed up just to sort of get a baseline and, and track how the, the two are moving. But then in between, I, I don't write down really anything unless I can avoid it. And the goal is to set up the drills, shoot my reps, go through them, analyze a little bit as I'm going through, maybe make some tweaks, but not try and draw any hard and fast conclusions while I'm shooting. And then as I'm cleaning up and picking up my brass and putting everything back in the car, then sort of trying to process what I've learned and, and make judgments and make notes at that point. And I think that, I think that, it, that really is helping. Because sometimes at the end of the session, you can take a step back and see the session as a whole and sort of see patterns that were there throughout that as you were shooting, you couldn't really notice. But when you're looking back on the whole thing, you can you can notice those trends. And honestly, the other thing for me is just being able to get into that mindset. When I go to practice, if I review my notes from the week before, it helps me get into the practice mindset more quickly and and get warmed up and, and productive where a lot of times it's, it is very frustrating doing something, you know, once a week on the weekends, but you know, that's the schedule I have. So that's when I can go and practice is once a week at best on the weekends. 
And so trying to sort of connect those dots by, by having notes that help get me back into that mindset has, has definitely been helpful. That really is something that is, as I'm, as I'm saying this, you know, I'm starting to incorporate that into my dry fire as well. So every night when I have that time that otherwise is, you know, completely separated by my day job and, and everything else, and it, it can be hard to get into that dry fire mindset. But when I read my notes from last night, it, 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 it builds that continuity and it starts making the sessions fit together better. And, and it's not taking as long to sort of get in the groove and remember where I was yesterday. And this is, you know, these are changes that I'm just now making and I'm sure I will continue to make. And who knows six months from now, if I'll have improvements or I'll have found that this doesn't work, you know, this is all still a work in progress. And like I said, I like to think that that's, that's how I keep from stagnating and, and just keep trying new things and, and moving up, but we'll see. Hopefully this was helpful. That wraps up this episode of Short Course. You can follow me on Facebook at Ben Barry Shooting and Instagram at BS Barry. I post a video of all my matches at youtube.com slash USPSA. You can email me at podcast at Talk to you next time.